Hey, 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 I am Matt Williamson, and this episode is brought to you by Live Casino. It is Williamson Nerd Stat Day, and get into when Steelers have the ball, get into when the Eagles have the ball, but there's one I dug up since we talked last that's kind of crazy. You know what time it is? It's time for football, and time to jump into the action at FanDuel Sportsbook and lounge at Live Casino. Bet on your favorite teams at our self-service kiosk and sit back and watch the players duke it out on the field on our massive 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So in the second quarter of games this year, Philadelphia has outscored their opponents 112-27. to That's the most points scored by any team in any quarter. And the Eagles have played one less game than other teams. So (laughs) it's not a percentage thing. It's just total points. And they're one less than anybody else. They're just dominating the second quarters of games. Um, 70% of the Eagles' points have come in the second quarter of games. No other team has even scored 50% of their points in an isolated quarter of play. I have no idea what to think of that. I, I just think it can't be an accident. I mean, is it they start wearing you down with the run game and the physicality of their lines, but why doesn't that translate to the second half? I, I don't know, but I think there's something to be said for that. And uh, if I was scouting this team, which I guess we are, uh, I would take note. So, okay, when the Steelers have the ball, as you can imagine, much of this is not very friendly to the Steelers whatsoever. I mean, their their numbers, off- I honestly think their numbers offensively are uglier than their film and their play. So, anyways, Carolina is the only offense producing fewer points per drive than the Steelers, and Denver is the only offensive unit producing less points per game. On a points-per-drive basis, only four defenses are better than Philadelphia's. As you can imagine, a lot of these things favor the Eagles. (laughs) Steelers' EPA per play on offense is 28th. EPA per dropback is 30th. And their EPA, their rushing EPA is 19th, which is actually a little better than I thought. Um, Philly's defensive EPA is 4th behind Dallas, Denver, and Buffalo. But their EPA per dropback is only behind the Bills, and their EPA against the run is 25th. If there's a weakness here, it might be their run defense, which would shock you with considering who their D tackles are, but their numbers versus the run aren't great. Um, Arizona's the only passing game averaging less than the Steelers' 6.1 yards gained per pass attempt. Kenny Pickett averages just 5.7. This is a little crazy. I just tweeted this last night. Because I believe that after the catch yardage is as much a quarterback stat as it is. Well, it's as much of a quarterback stat as it is a scheme stat as it is the receivers catching the ball. So Jameis Winston's throws, completions, only average 2.8 yards after the catch. That's the lowest in the league. But the next two worst are Trubisky at 3-2 and Pickett at 3-7. And Mike Sando wrote me after I tweeted this saying, well, I think a lot of it's because certainly Winston, they throw deep so much, there's less opportunity after the catch, which is 100% true. And it's true for Trubisky, but Pickett does not have a deep, you know, average, you know, yards per attempt. So it's not real flattering, certainly to any of these guys. 
Uh, the Eagles' pass defense is the best in the NFL in completion rate and second best in yards per attempt allowed. Um, I mentioned before, when, when throwing between the numbers on Sunday night, Pickett was 10 of 12. Not a lot of yardage, but he was 10 of 12. Um, Pickens is now the leading receiver in terms of yardage, yet three of his teammates have been targeted more frequently. So he's the Steelers' leading receiver in terms of yardage, and he's kind of late to the scene. Um, Pickens produces 1.34 or 1.35 yards per route run. Deontay Johnson comes in at 1.23. And Chase Claypool comes in at 1.02. Um, all very low numbers, to be very honest with you. Um, both Pickens and Johnson are aligning out wide on 90% of their snaps exactly. Basically never going in the slot. Johnson has topped 60 receiving yards in just one of seven games this year. That's kind of amazing. Over the past four weeks, Johnson's 141 receiving yards is well behind Pickens, Claypool, and Fryermuth, despite Fryermuth missing week five. Johnson's five yards per target is at the very bottom of the league. However, at 11 yards downfield, 2002 is the highest average depth of target of Johnson's career. And I saw this like 10 minutes ago, and so I don't want to put much stock in it because I don't know much about it. But I guess ESPN has a new stat called open rate. And it's basically how many times you get open from what I gather. Johnson's number one in the league, like ahead of Diggs and Tyreek Hill and Cup. But his numbers are bad, you know, so I really think he is due to break out. And because I think he's a better receiver than I think a lot of you think. Um, Pickens is averaging 18.6 yards per quarter of play with Pickett. That extrapolates to 74.3 yards per game. I mean, Pickett, I think at this stage, you have to break down by quarter. You can't just say by game, you know. So I just did that as, you know, just to show if this keeps up, Pickens will probably be around 75 yards a game, which is pretty darn good. Uh, here's Pickett's target distribution. 31 passes to Johnson, 22 to Pickens, 20 to Claypool, 15 to Fryermuth, despite missing a week, and 10 to Najee. Uh, Pickett has completed 87% of his passes when targeting Fryermuth, which is amazing. Fryermuth has been targeted on 25% of the routes he's run. That's the third highest amongst all tight ends that have run at least 100 routes. And Fryermuth's 1.89 yards per route run is fourth best at his position. Some might not realize it, but Fryermuth is becoming a star in front of our eyes. Uh, the Eagles are tough against opposing tight ends, though. They allow just 5.7 yards per target to the position. That's fourth best in the league. So the Eagles' opponents run the ball just 35% of the time against them. That's the second lowest rate in the league. But it's also their biggest weakness. So is it just because they're losing all the time? Or they're just facing stacked boxes and trying and tra you know choosing not to? I, I don't know. Um, Najee Harris is averaging 3.3 yards per carry and is rushing for 47 yards per game. That's horrible. Over the past two games, he's gotten 80, 89% and 83% of the backfield touches. Harris's 20 touches last week were his high for the season. Uh, Eagles have five different players with multiple sacks. Philadelphia's defense has been on the field for 391 plays this year. But they only have four defensive players, Marcus Epps, James Bradbury, TJ Edwards, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 
that have played 372 snaps or more. Um, they have five interior defensive linemen that have played between 133 and 248 snaps for this defense. So that's a real strength. Pittsburgh's offense is generating just 0.25 points per play. The Colts and Broncos are the only teams worse. 32% of the Steelers' drives have resulted in a three and out. That is the highest rate in the league. Pittsburgh is the only offense in the league that hasn't scored a touchdown this year from outside the red zone. Lack of explosive plays. Okay, I'll be back in a moment. little sip of water and now when the Eagles have the ball only the Bills are averaging more points produced per drive three offenses are producing more points per game the Eagles offense ranks only behind Kansas City and Buffalo in EPA per play only teams only three teams are ahead of them in drop back per play and only the Ravens and Giants are better in rushing EPA kind of do everything well folks against the run Pittsburgh's defensive EPA is 20th, they're 19th in EPA per dropback, and 22nd in EPA per play overall. The defense is allowing 394 yards a game, that's 28th in the league. Steelers' defense gives up the 6th most yards per pass attempt, 3rd most passing yards, and 3rd most passing touchdowns. Just 7 quarterbacks rank ahead of Jalen Hurts in EPA per play, Philadelphia's 8.2 yards per game per pass attempt is best in the NFL. So this is interesting. This is another potential spot to exploit. During the first four weeks of the year, Hertz was blitzed on a third of his dropbacks. Since then, the opposition has brought five or more pass rushers at Hertz at just under a 50% clip. His yards per pass attempt drop in each of the last three games, he has a league low 4.9 depth of target when blitzed and is 25th in EPA per drop back versus five or more pass rushers. His average depth of target is only 7.6 downfield when Hurts. It, 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 I should rephrase that. The, his depth of target when not blitzed is 7.6 yards downfield. When he is blitzed, it's 4.9 yards downfield. And people are starting to catch on that he is not handling blitz well. Uh, just 7.1% of Hertz's passes have been 20 or more yards downfield. That is ahead of only three starting quarterbacks this year. Um, in A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, the Eagles have three pass catchers with at least 350 yards through six games. Pretty impressive. Brown's been targeted at least seven times in every game this year. Over the past four weeks, Brown and Smith have alternated, go, getting at least a 30% target share. However, Brown's 30.5 target share for the season is sixth highest in the NFL, even though he only has 11 receptions in the second half of games this year. Weird, this second quarter thing versus second half with them. Uh, Brown is a lot is aligned in the slot for th- 50 snaps. Smith's aligned in the sn- slot for 47. Smith is lined up wide for 191 plays. Brown's been outside for 162. 
So they both will go in the slot about a quarter of the time. Um, yards per route run. Brown's at 2.5. That's really, really high. Smith's at 1.85, which also is better than any Steeler. Uh, the Steelers have allowed the fourth most catches, most yards, and third most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. Goddard has played 389 of a possible 444 snaps this year. No other Eagles tight end has surpassed 178 snaps played. He has over 1,000 receiving yards in his past 17 games, and his 24% target share is sixth highest among NFL tight ends, and he is fifth at the position in yards per route run. But strangely, he only has eight catches in the second half of games this year, kind of like Brown. I assume they sit on the ball more in the second half of leads, but that's not 100% you know, dead on. Like Philadelphia, the Steelers have been stingy against the opposing tight ends, though. They rank ninth in yards per target and fifth in catch rate against tight ends. So that's promising. A lot of that's Terrell Edmonds, by the way. Eagles run the ball 53% of their snaps. That's the third highest rate in the league. Miles Sanders is the only Eagles running back with over 100 rushing yards this year. He leads the team with 485 yards on the ground, but Hertz has chipped in mightily with 293 rushing yards of his own. Uh, Sanders, 81 rushing yards per game, ranks seventh in the league, and Hertz's 48.8 is fourth among quarterbacks. Uh, he has Sanders has 101 touches over the past five games. So he is getting the football quite a bit. Um, the Steelers concede 134 total yards to enemy running backs per game. You know, the whole running back position. It's a lot. Uh, the Eagles have gone for it on fourth down on 13 occasions. They have converted nine. Uh, Philadelphia's offense averaged 70.7 plays run per game. That's the most in the league. The Steelers' opponents snapped the ball on average about 69 plays a game, also the highest in the league. So what that tells us is this indicates that the Steelers are going to be on the field a lot, facing a lot of plays. You know how I feel about that. Uh, 10.8 of the Eagles' drives have resulted in a three and out. That is second best in the NFL. And lastly, the Eagles are first in the league in points per drive in the first half of games, but in the second half of play, uh, in the second half, they only average 1.17 points per drive as opposed to 3.5. That ranks 29th. So they're first in points per drive in the first half of games. 29th in the second half of games. I don't think they just take the foot off the gas either, because it's not like they're blowing teams out as much as this might indicate. So kind of interesting to me about that. Um, Hertz versus Blitz is kind of interesting, as is Eagles run defense. Can the Steelers take advantage of any of that? I lean towards no. But we will talk about some matchups tomorrow. That is a wrap. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.